Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats Official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside my co-host, Savannah Dean, back from her, like, three-week exploration around the Caribbean. Um, how, how was the cruise, Savannah? Are you enjoying yourself? Yeah, it was great. The first week, I was with a bunch of friends, and then the second week, I was with my mom. So I went from being wild to being, like, super chill, which I needed. <laughs> so it was nice. So it was good. You didn't, like, go all... Like all the way, like foot to the gas, and then have to stop immediately and go back to work. So you know what? Honestly, that might be the best way about going about things. Yeah, on it, a vacation. It long, like it was. It was a long vacation because I was gone for like seventeen days. But now I'm like, darn, I'm back in the cold. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I mean, you did miss some of the best college basketball I've ever seen. I mean, I watched the games. They I know you the- watched the games while you're on. I know, but it's like it, it, it was just it was different. Like. Of course, my Tar Heels went down to one fucking busted floorboard. I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but you know what's so crazy? The NFL news this offseason has never stopped. I-, I feel like we had a lull, I think, last week. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I literally, I had uh, Yuri on the show do our mock draft. I think I texted you about it uh, later during while we were finishing up. And I just, I'm sitting there. And I'm like, besides, unfortunately, Dwayne Haskins passing away, there's no NFL news for the last two weeks. Right. As much as I say that, Kyler Murray finds his way back in the news. So that's our first story. So we have a big show today, obviously. We have my, my boy Parker from Midweek Green Range and FN Sports. He'll be coming on to talk a little NBA basketball because my Timberwolves and Savannah's Bucks are both in the playoffs. My Timberwolves are hoping to go up 2 nothing tonight. Uh, Savannah, your Bucks are playing tonight as well or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Okay. So, lucky for me, I don't have work tomorrow, so I can actually stay up and not have to suffer. I uh, During the playing game, I had to be up at 5.15 the next morning, and I'm getting a text from my uh, one of my former co-hosts. He goes, dude, this game's insane. I'm like, bro, I'm sleeping. I don't care. We're losing. And he goes, no, you guys are winning. And I turned the TV back on for the last, like, five minutes of the game. Oh my gosh. I do that too, though. I get so tired and I'm like, you know what? This is worth it. I have to watch it. Well, I, no, I, was gonna be, I knew I was going to be miserable next morning. So I just said, screw it. I'm not going to stay up for this because it's like, I'm, I'm going to pay for it tomorrow. But right. it turned into this whole thing of, uh, you know what? It's like a once in a lifetime thing. It's like my Timberwolves haven't been th- like, cons- I don't count the Jimmy Butler year because they had to play the Buzzsaw Rockets. And I'm like, yeah, we're not doing anything. I, I felt dead inside anyway. I was also still nursing my Eagles Super Bowl hangover. So I just didn't care. But right. also, Jimmy Butler, I didn't forgive Jimmy Butler until he got to Miami. Because then him and Kat reconciled and everything else. But it's like, Jesus, like, right. I, this is, this is, this team feels like a team I can root for, which is kind of nice. But we also have, ladies and gentlemen, making his first return to the corner booth, the actual corner booth. Since last August, 
we have Kevin from Tailgate in the Quad coming to talk college football spring games. Tom Herman singing Justin Bieber to a recruit. More Penn State scandals because, you know, we are. <laughs> and much more. It's going to be a fun time with Kevin. Also, we might get him to stick around to corner with dartboard. So, Savannah, by the end of the show, you have to figure out somebody or something in sports to slam on the middle of that dartboard that you wanted to throw darts at for a couple hours, okay? Okay. Last week, I did LeBron James for him talking shit about Minnesota when he didn't even make the playoffs. So, <laughs> I'm petty like that. Um, all right. Speaking of petty, Kyler Murray of FaZe Clan literally is in the news again. I thought we put this to bed around my birthday, so about a month and a half ago. Kyler Murray is now saying he's going to be out of inv- out of voluntary workouts, which I mean isn't a huge deal, but the matter of the fact was he wanted a deal done by draft day. Now, the whole Kyler Murray saga is weird to me only because the Cardinals are kind of in a weird spot. Like, they're not good enough. Worth, I mean, they could definitely go get a quarterback in the draft, but are they really going to want to let Kyler walk? Are they going to want to try to trade him and just see if they can go at this again? Because their option before this was Josh Rosen. Savannah, I think you and me have higher completion percentages than him in the NFL. It's, <laughs> it, it, it gets worse because now Kyler is sitting there demanding this huge contract, and you just saw the Browns screw over every NFL front office by chucking $230 million guaranteed at Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So, which is, I, I swear to God, I, I think Andrew Barry is on every NFL team's dartboard because that was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> And also, that would have changed everything. Apparently, that was the only reason Deshaun Watson went, went with Cleveland because apparently, he yeah, there's no went. way he, he came out and said he didn't want to play for them, and then he yeah. signed with them with all that money. Well, you saw in the background when he was laying out his Browns jerseys, there was a Falcons one in the background, which which definitely meant that, that was the backup team. Which I would love to bust on Chris for hours how the Saints were never his number one favorite, but you know that's just that's just cheap shots. That's that's like taking a layup at this point. So Kyler Murray. Savannah, you saw the letter his agent posted about back during Super Bowl time. Now we're back at it again. I I don't see Kyler moving on. I see this just being an ugly ass season for like very tense. I think he's gonna play, but how are you looking at this Kyler situation? I think he's I hate to say this just because I feel like I've never came out and said this about a quarterback before, and it kind of probably involves my quarterback too. I think they're being childish. You're literally you have a you you have a team that's willing to pay you like you don't have no one has to be the highest paid quarterback. He's not the best quarterback in the league. Like he's not he doesn't deserve fifty million a year like Patrick Mahomes and Rodgers do. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like I don't understand the reason why you voluntary workouts okay. Okay, I get it. But if you're going to push it through training camp and like preseason and stuff, then you're getting a little too far. So we're just going to have to see like how he acts. I don't think he has. um, I don't I just don't think it's a good idea. I don't think he's playing it very well. The Cardinals don't have very many options. It's not like they can just go out and like randomly sign someone. So I think Mm -hmm. they're going to have to fall into where he's playing into. But it's just the fact that I think he's acting like a child. Like, he was going to get a new contract anyways. But now you want $50 million a year probably since other quarterbacks are getting that. I just – I don't think he's like, even deserves that, which I know he thinks he deserves that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he does. And I think the Cardinals, along with probably most of the league, could agree that he doesn't deserve that. My biggest thing – I've never been a Kyler Murray fan. So when I 
like saw the possible teams he could go to via Pro Football Focus and CBS Sports. Number two is my Philadelphia Eagles. I held on my cross and did the like the exorcism thing. Like, no, keep his bullshit away from my locker room. Right. Why I love Jalen Hurts is because he's the opposite of Kyler Murray. Yeah, he may not have a cannon arm like Murray. I, I literally look at Jalen Hurts like a poor man's Russell Wilson with better speed. That is what he is. Russell has never had the best arm, but he's he's accurate. He's the hardest worker in the room. He always has been a good player for Seattle in November. So I saw I look at Hurts. Hurts is the hardest guy in the room. He's a leader. He leads by example. He's a fiery guy. Yada, yada, yada. Kyler Murray, to me, scares the shit out of me if I'm a GM or a coach. Yes, Cliff Kingsbury's attached to him at the hip. We get it. But my biggest problem is that I don't understand where all of this is coming from. I Oh, I, I understand where it actually is coming from. It's the fact that he has basically been like, he never lost in high school. I don't think he lost in college into the playoff. And then, or at least in the state of Texas. And on top of that, he gets drafted number one overall. Mm-hmm. He's the savior of a franchise who was dumb enough to draft Josh Rosen. <laughs> He's like handpicked with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Arguably the most handsome coach in sports. And that man is a six foot three Texan. Like, damn, he is a intimidating dude. I didn't realize how big he was until I saw him next to McAfee live in studio. I was like, Oh, really? Dude, he's a big boy. Like he's he's six three, two hundred pounds. He's a big dude. And he yeah. doesn't look at you know, he's actually every other NFL athlete. But what right. cracks me up about all of this is that I just I look at Kyler Murray, I look at everything he has kind of done in the league, and I don't think any of it warrants, like you said, a top five contract. But these guys all think they should be. The, it's the next man up. The next guy gets paid. Doesn't matter how good they are. But at a certain point, I've, we've been saying this for years because the Joe Flacco contract still cracks me up to this day because he gambled on himself and won. Kurt gambled on himself and won. Why isn't Kyler gambling if he believes himself? Yeah. Also, you know, it's and the other thing is he's not a leader. The whole pouting on the sideline thing when they're getting thumped by the eventual Super Bowl champions, mm-hmm. not a great look. He, he, like the whole, like the agent doing all this shit's not, I just, this whole situation I feel like is going to keep the Cardinals out of the playoffs to me. I, I think that you are going to have like, only maybe one or two teams out of the NFC West this year, where as last year you had three. And it just, I really feel like, unfortunately, for the Cardinals, that they're going to eat themselves alive over this. It's going to be an issue. Um, I think it's going to cause a lot of, I think it's going to cause a lot of problems yeah. because you're right. I don't really see him being very much of a leader for that team, anyways. Like, yeah, like him and Hopkins look like they are buddy buddy and stuff like that. But you don't ever see, you see a lot of teammates, like, and I'm just doing this with like my, you see a lot of, um, teammates like chucking it up with Aaron Rodgers on social media and out and like stuff like you never see that with Kyler Murray and I just think that he's going to cause rifts like in the organization if he continues to act the way that he's acting all right so this man is going to talk NBA playoffs with us in about 10 minutes but he has some opinions on Cliff Kingsbury quick before he gets in here quick news before we get Parker in AJ Brown T- Scary Terry and Debo all demanding con- all are uh, also holding out of involuntary workouts. 
The only one who I think has no leg to stand on is Debo. Yeah. Only because Debo was made by Shanahan's offense. I love Debo as an athlete. I think he's great. But you right. need a creative OC to get him. Am I am I off off base there? You need to create a what? A creative offensive coordinator like Shanahan. Yeah. Okay. Next up, quick. Did you watch any? Well, I, I'll wait for the, this topic. But the match, your boys in it again. Year two. Listen, I'm a big Rodgers guy because of McAfee, but my boy Josh Allen's in it. Kermit yeah. the Frog's also in it. <laughs> and Tom Brady. Um, it's gonna be a fun time. Um, my boy Scott Kaiser was complaining about that from Crafter Sports complaining about this yesterday, and I said it's only gonna be entertaining for ja- if Jackson caddies for Patrick. I think. That is, I, I want that as must see TV. His Tim TikTok dancing and Patrick is chucking clubs at him. But apparently, Josh Allen can hit a ball like 500 yards. And I want to oh, see, oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. That boy all. is just country strong. I, I, I need to see this right now. <clears throat> so, who well, welcoming in host of the Midweek Mid Range podcast and F in sports, one of my favorite sneakerheads and teachers. This man once told me that minute like has already been heckling my Timberwolves, and he is a Texan through and through. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Parker Ainsworth. Let's go, hey Parker. Uh, I I like that introduction, especially after I gave you a hard time with the Timberwolves, and they've done very well. Um, Listen, I gotta defend my boys always. Speaking of defending boys, I feel like I have to point out that Kyler Murray is like a Texas high school football legend. Oh, I know, <laughs> like like like. The folklore around this like short kid from Allen, which is like a suburb of Dallas, didn't lose a high school game. Like, you know, the classic in 20 years, I'll tell it he threw a football a country mile. Um, but my hot Cliff Kingsbury take is if he looked like Mike Leach, he'd already have been done. Right? Like, <laughs> oh, no. No, <laughs> like you're not wrong. The only no. this is entirely privilege of good looking, right? Like, there's oh, no how this about guy. The pirate. Listen, I'm a big Mike Leach, Mike Leach defender, but watch what you say about the pirate. But listen, like, no, yeah, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury had no business getting an NFL job, and he's done okay so far. He needs to make it past the first round this year, or we have a big problem with him keeping his job. Well, lucky for NFL teams, they don't have to keep coaches for the full contract. Hey, let lose if it's a bad year. So that's Doug well, Peterson how that went. Um, I, I worked with guys that were at Tech with yeah. uh, Kingsbury while he was both a coach and then a little bit older guys that were there when he was a player. And he is, a, am sure, a great time by all accounts. Um, and frankly, knows as knows how good looking he is. I just, I, I don't know how he, how he, how would have a job otherwise. That means um, a son of a Marine too. I didn't know that until he was on, uh, he was on my boy McAfee's uh, podcast and he was talking about it. And uh, just Cliff Kingsbury to me just cracks me up because there are about five NFL coaches. I don't understand how they have a goddamn job. And Lovey Smith's not one of them, by the way, because I understand completely what the Texans are doing. Your Texans. <laughs> covering is no they're, no they're basically they're basically grooming josh mccowan to be the next head coach yeah which i endorse because i love josh mccowan you know he played for my birds he kept us alive in that seattle game he is a legend in philadelphia with a torn hamstring he played an entire game suck it carson um oh my gosh just a little headbanger from Clowney. it's not too bad uh yeah david Clowney, literally one of the hardest hitting guys in nfl history anyway um, yeah, I think the Texans honestly have are going to be okay, but 
what cracks me up about Cliff Kingsbury is that we basically he's an okay coach with okay with great personnel, but yet has been given so much leeway by the but, Cardinals organization. And but it Jared, cracks me up. When he's like wiped his nose of the shirt, have you seen the abs? Like gotta, gotta give him a chance. Okay. I am drinking a bush light. I have a <laughs> I have a pack of can of dips in my lip. I just worked as a contractor. There is nothing six pack about me, kid. I <laughs> I'm trying, okay. I'm already down 25 pounds since Christmas, but shit. Good for it's you. It's hard. For you. Yeah. Yeah. I went from <laughs> 255 to 235. It's like, you know, I'm still a monster dude. It's okay though. Um <laughs> But I, I fully accept the fact that I'll never have a six-pack like Kingsbury. That's just genetic, motherfucker. I don't care what you tell me. But listen, speaking of speaking of uh, just it's not going to happen or maybe kind of a failure, the USFL, I have optimism for this thing. I do. I really do. But the stories that are coming out about week one of it are just cracking me up. Like Parker, I don't know if you watched any of this yet. You know, you got I was, Houston Gamblers. I was on the NBA playoffs. I, I will say – the Houston Gamblers had me excited, and I actually uh, know the quarterback in Philly. But the the deal is, is that they're not they're not they're not actually from the place. So they don't play any. Well, <laughs> apparently, they want to move it there next year. But the inaugural season, they want to minimize risk, minimize cost, so they're playing it all in one stadium, which is dope because uh, but- I'm actually helping out our boy Kelsey out in the playoffs in Canton in June, I believe. I'm but quick poll. Yeah. I watched NBA playoffs this weekend instead. Savannah, did you watch any of the USFL? Or did you watch NBA playoffs, golf? What did you watch this weekend? Uh, I watched the playoffs. Right. I watched Jared, both. What... both baby. <laughs> okay, so Dedication! two and a half out of three people polled didn't watch it. <laughs> okay. They actually did get over 5 million viewers between between all the games, which, I mean, isn't great, but still it's better than the opening of the AAF, which you couldn't even find what fucking channel it was on. <laughs> Like and the XFL was fun. I I thought the XFL honestly was, was fun. I actually went to a couple games. Yeah, that, you were uh, telling Cardell, me that. Yeah, Cardell played in a couple games, so I went to two of the Washington games. They it was, was fun. Sure. It was cool to watch. Me and Kevin were supposed to take my little cousin, who's who was uh, eleven at the time. Now he's thirteen. The kid won't stop growing. Or no, he was nine at the time. Now he's twelve. This was right before COVID. We were going to go see New York Guardians, Chicago Blackhawks game, um, St. Louis Black, Battlehawks game. And literally, I was about to buy the tickets, and then boom, COVID. Yeah. So I was like, well, this sucks. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I'm like, I was actually looking forward to rooting from an actual team from my area code for the first time in my life. Um, just uh, being in the Northeast sucks. I literally have to drive two and a half hours to get to my closest team. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, my I mean, isn't that, isn't that just going to the food store in Texas, though? About to say, in Texas, that doesn't get you from one city to the next. But right. I was going to say. <laughs> well, we had teams in every city, but that didn't get you from one city yeah. to the next. I was going to say, from Connecticut <laughs> to Philadelphia, it's about two and three-quarter hours if I do not hit a single bit of traffic. It takes me two hours just to get out of Ohio. Yeah, that's well, that's mean, about halfway Savannah, from, Austin, from Houston to Dallas. Three of my last four co-hosts, including you, are from Ohio. I know for a fact it's half cornfields, half colleges. It's okay. Some good colleges. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. Listen, listen, I got one of my buddies who's graduated Ohio State, my former co-host, JD, who also is a Bucks fan, but he's just lazy as shit. That's why he quit. I love him to death, though. Um, then we have 
my boy Spencer. Happy birthday, Spencer! Turns twenty five on Friday. We're going golfing. Uh, we're doing a golf outing for him. Uh, he went to Ohio, and then uh, I know Mike went to Toledo. Our boss, Mike Brown, and so did Blaine. And then I think one other guy uh, went to college in Ohio as well. It might have been Zach Mack, but yeah, it's just like Ohio College is great, man. I was supposed to go on a trip with my bu- to meet me go see my buddy in Miami, Ohio. Oh, and my boy Frank Michael Smith, Miami, Ohio grad as well. So, <laughs> listen, Ohio is just colleges, cornfields, and that place they call Cincinnati. Um, I I will say this about the USFL though. The, the 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 offense looked like some of the offensive stuff, like the highlight catches, the runs. It looked entertaining. It looked fun. I the some of the special teams play. Uh, if you're a if you're an actual punter, kicker, high school level, college, whatever, and you saw this, it may make you irk a little bit. But my biggest thing was the the story about the dude with pizza and chicken salad. That was the best thing I saw all weekend. So I if. Savannah, did you see the story yet? The running back from uh, the Pittsburgh Maulers, or yeah, Pittsburgh Maulers. Yeah, cut right. Yeah, cut because he said to a hotel worker, it was on camera. He was like, "Is chicken salad okay?" And he goes, "No, I don't. I don't eat chicken salad." And he goes, "Assessment, do have pizza? Gotta get some pizza." He goes, "No, is that gonna be a problem?" He goes, "Yeah, kinda, but like nothing like crazy like that." Dude gets cut over it. It was no something way. about like maturity and diet concerned or something like, stupid. Bro, like fuck off, man! It's the USFL. Yeah. Make it two seasons, then start cutting people like that. Come- Jesus! Oh my I- god! Oh my lord! Also, by the way, um, Parker, just to make yourself feel better, your hometown gamblers are their mascot looks like Mookie from Craft Brew Sports. Don't believe me. <laughs> Line them up side by side. <laughs> That's pretty good. I no, I'd say I was excited that Houston got a team. Um, and it'd be nice to have a football team that wins games. But I, I noticed that if they're not playing, it's not really the same. If not playing here, it's not really the same. Um, yeah. you know that that's a little different. Uh, I will say that like some of the swag is cool. Yeah. Bring the generals back is cool. Um, Don't you guys just, have the Roughnecks for the XFL too? Yeah, uh, the Roughnecks, undefeated Roughnecks. PJ Washington yeah. was the quarterback. Nobody he might hate PJ Walker might become a back. Yeah, Peter Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Carolina might be a bigger dumpster fire right. than XFL one. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? There's like five. I was talking to a before we get into NBA quick, there's like five fan bases. I was talking to my uncle about this the other day. I said, it's like five fan bases because he listens to the show. I'm like, there's five fan bases. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemies. Don't worry, Parker. Your Texans are six. Okay, they're not in the top five worst. <laughs> the city of uh, Houston's had a rough two years, though. Like have, as a whole, you know, they had a great like ten before that. Okay, it's cyclical <laughs> here. All right. So number one is definitely the Cleveland Browns fans because this Cleveland shit. No, they're they're number five. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm joking. Because this Deshaun Watson shit. I don't know where it's going. I don't know how it's happening. Baker Mayfield. The football gods are big in karma, and what they're doing to Baker is going to fuck them. I don't know how, but it's going to. I don't know if it's going to be a late or early exit. Deshaun gets hurt. Somehow they find new evidence. They hit him with a trial. I don't know. So it's definitely going to be interesting. And also just like this whole thing with Baker is just going to keep just – it's just stupid. I feel so bad for Baker Mayfield. Like he is the only playoff win they've had since before I was born. That should tell you something right there. Another Texas high school playoff legend. There you go. All right. Number four is the New York Giants. Okay, listen. 
if you tell talk to me 12 months ago, I'd say the Jets are here at four, but now the Jets are out of my top five because the Jets actually have optimism. They have a, they have weapons that stay healthy. They have a quarterback who doesn't know how to, who doesn't literally fumble the ball if you flick him in the earlobe. Like, <laughs> like Daniel Jones, I swear to God, he literally is Brucey from the longest yard to me. It's something I just had popcorn. Like, I just, I don't get it how everything, he, every time he gets hit, the ball's out. It's worse than Carson Wentz. It's worse than uh, what's his face? Um, who was that running back with the fumble issues last couple of years? Uh, oh my god! Th- Midwest team. Oh shit! What was okay. the question? running back who's like notorious for fumbles the last like couple of years? I was trying to think of the guy's name right now. Oh. Either way, doesn't matter. I feel like there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of them. But it's like, so to me, it's like with Daniel Jones, he's like synonymous with fumbles and turnovers. And I was told, I had it slammed on my face the last three years. Savannah, you were witnesses. I had a Duke professor call me out on Twitter about this. I remember you were on the show with me the day after this. Because Daniel Jones had a good rookie year. Congratulations. He hasn't done anything since. So, and they keep going down to Jacksonville's. I would even throw in. Seattle right now because Seattle's in for a world of hurt because I'm sorry, Drew Locke ain't the answer, folks. And they're about to trade DK in the draft or around the draft. They're going to try to see if they can get move up, get some picks with them. It's And then you go into the other bottom feeders. I mean, I'll throw in uh, I'll throw in Chicago Bears fans because I'm sorry, I love Justin Fields, but until you guys actually get some actual weapons around him, I feel horrible for that kid. Also because he's on Jersey Jerry's shit list. Um, all right. Enough about football. Parker, playoffs. First of all, before we go any further, who is your NBA Finals, like, predictions? Who's your two teams? Uh, I've got Bucks Suns round two. Um, okay. That's what I've been picking. So I feel like I need to stay consistent. I will say the first weekend of games, like, I saw some stuff out of teams I didn't know I was going to see. But, like, the Warriors look really good. Um, yeah. But I I picked Suns, Bucks round two, and, like, they're both playing well. So I feel like i got to stick with it. Bucks Suns round two was my is is my pick as well. It was a coin flip. I literally did a best two out of three with the Bucks and the Heat because like Jimmy Bucket and those boys, they just don't die. They're like cockroaches. They just they're another hard to kill. I this is not even bias here. I said if Minnesota gets past Ja, who like was my sleeper pick out of the West, like if it isn't going to be Phoenix, it is going to be Memphis. If they get past Ja. Somehow, like Minnesota could take everyone except Phoenix to seven. Because so, I think Phoenix will stop on their throat because they did it every time they played this year. Um, and and not to like compliment them because you've got their sweatshirt on. One thing I, I've been impressed about Minnesota in the play-in the playoff thus far, and the hat, um, but all the way across has been like they're clearly – even if they're young, not intimidated, right? Like, I don't know if that's Patrick Beverly or what the case is, it's, but like... It's Edwards, it's Beverly, it's the fact well, that I don't think D'Lo has an emotion besides laughing. We're all winners for having more Anthony Edwards games because he's fun, he's funny after games. <laughs> like, like he's the, the full the full spectrum there. He's, he's the a comedy, ton of fun. He, he should just do a stand-up comedy tour in the offseason. He would kill. And no, he's a ton of fun. And like, I, I like think we win for having more games with him. And frankly, to have a guy that's 21 years old doing what he's doing... Is, Not is even he's, so he doesn't turn twenty one until probably turns next... twenty one later. He's a second year player, I guess. Second year, yeah. Player. yeah. Um, I I told Savannah but... pre show I call him Baby Kobe around my house 
because no. this brace. dude, uh, well, listen, <laughs> right, yeah, you, you guys, there's only there's only two guys on the bat on my basketball mantle. I bow to three three if you count Jordan because everyone bows to Jordan. Um, I bow to Kobe, the greatest shit talker of all time, and my personal hero Kevin Garnett, and then of course is Aaronis. I love Kobe Bryant one because he's part of the tribe. Go Eagles. Um, two, I loved his intimidation. I love how he just didn't give a fuck. The Matt Barnes stories when he, a couple weeks ago when he was on a radio show, a podcast were hysterical. And also, anything Matt Barnes opens his mouth, I'm here for it. It's must-see television or radio. <laughs> also, um, good too. Oh, also, oh, such a good podcast. Um, also, Stack Jack is just fucking hysterical. Uh, so my biggest thing with it is is that when I see Kobe and I see uh, – and I'll keep this quick because I know we only got your film in time – it's the lack of fear. It's the fact he'll take a shot from anywhere on the court. His game is versatile, and it's only getting better, and he prepares like a pro. That's where I see the Kobe-esque kind of ability. I'm not saying he's going to be Kobe. I'm saying he could have that NBA all-pro level, all-NBA level, because he has the talent, but clearly he has the drive for it as well, and he has no fear of big moments. Well, and Savannah's got a Buck shirt on, so like I know she knows that the way the Giannis growth happened. Um, but and I don't necessarily know that Ant Edwards turned into that, but to see how much better he's gotten in roughly 18 months of basketball, and frankly, the first like six months of pro basketball were weird with COVID and protocols and like no real training cramps and all that. Like that this guy really does feel like the limit because he's built for it. He's built, he's like, you know, he's big, he's tall and strong, but he jumps out like he does all of it, and I I don't know what's going to put on him. Uh, I don't think that, that it's right. I will say that like he's like he's so strong that you just hope that like he doesn't like gain too much weight. Not that he's gonna be like Zion Williamson's gained a little too much weight. <laughs> he's make but a like, Zion joke, but, like uh... the, the bigger guys in basketball, you typically start worrying about like feet and ankle and that kind of stuff um when they get to be like twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Um, and that'd be a shame, right? But but like I, I imagine that he'll like it's why would you like gamble on that for a kid um i i think he's he's been a lot of fun i will say it was interesting last timberwolves thing because there are 17 we're gonna spend too much time yeah but the um carl anthony towns playing so much better in the playoff game versus the play-in game i thought was big right like that anniversary of his mom's death the dude was a little out of it but right like it was like oh no is this playoff carl anthony towns i was like no no that was just a one-off that was a bad day like also the clippers had the perfect game plan too like you could not have scripted that any better also you need need a uh, covid test p to like knock down about 14 (laughs) three-pointers yeah self-reported okay 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 paul i see what you did there Yeah, it is funny to look at. When you look at the standings, uh, like yeah. the Pelicans with like six less wins are the eight seed because of the way that worked out. Anyway, also, funny. I think Paul jo- Paul George after that game was like, "Oh, Ka- Kawhi's not back. All right, I'm going to look at telephone pole see if I catch COVID." <laughs> How many door handles does it take? Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? Seriously, he's like, "I ain't doing this shit by myself. <laughs> I'm not getting railroaded by freaking Phoenix. Are you kidding me?" Well, I go to Cabo early. It's nice this time of year. Yeah, right? Fucking pull LeBron. Get some wine out there. Live tweet everything because you're a bum. <laughs> you know, it's an anti-LeBron show out here. Um, still, I'm, still not, I'm still not forgiving him for trying to talk shit about my wolves after a wait a minute. Didn't they spank LA the entire season? Oh, yeah, they did because you're a bum and you're old. It's okay. Um, all right. So, Luca's not playing for game three. 
He did not play for game. Yeah, he's not playing. Or he didn't play for game two. He may play for game three. Ben Simmons apparently is going to try to play for game four. But if Boston wins in the next two, it's not going to fucking matter. So, yeah. right. I, I will say it's those two injuries because I think they're the two biggest ones everyone's talking about in the playoffs. Because Zion being injured is just like death taxes and everything else that's established. Well, and he's not trying to come back. It doesn't feel yeah. like the way the other guys are. Yeah. I mean, even though those dunk videos are insane. Uh, my, the fact that that man's the size of a nose tackle and is doing like behind the back, behind between the legs off the backboard dunks is ridiculous. Um, Luca, Mavs not Luca. They even have a chance in that series. I mean, I know the, the Jazz basically all hate each other, but like <laughs> they played so great in game one. It's kind of like, uh, my my Twitter advice would be to not go public with that take because they will find you. Um, no, I I think I that the thing care. about the Jazz to me, nothing to do. <laughs> they can't drink out there. Yeah, which just means that they're angrier. I think. No, I. I, I well, that's why I bring Kevin on later. He's got all the anger I need. Um, the Jazz have just playoff flaws, like the 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 when you can game plan them for a game for a seven game series, and you sit on just focus on them for two weeks. They have flaws and. Yeah. We saw it in game two with Dallas. Um, obviously, they can't bank on Jalen Brunson having 41 and getting the lane however he wants. And Maxi Kleba come off the bench. Uh, you know, tall German white guys in Dallas do well, I guess. But, like, having him spot up in the corner and go eight for 11 on threes, you can't bank on that. But it got them a game. And we've seen, even though they didn't win either series, like Luca, when he shows up, has been tremendous in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Like, individual statistics, it's... 40 point here, triple double there, like all over the cross, both times against the Clippers and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and all of the great wing defenders. Yeah. I, I, if Luca really is back for game three, I think they are in trouble. Um, I, I think the Jazz win the series if Luca doesn't show up. I know that game two is a ton of fun and the city of Dallas is buzzing. And I don't mean to like be the buzzkill. Um, that Donovan Mitchell is just too good for that, right? Jordan Clarkson, frankly, is even too good for that. But if Luca shows up, this thing could be over in a hurry just because. The, pro- the, talent, the problem the they get difference. put, yeah, well, and the problem they get put in with Rudy Gobert at the dunker spot, and not to get two X's nose on it, but like he can't quite do the thing where he's defending the corner three and the rim. He either comes and helps at the rim, and then they get out yep. of rotation in the corner he, three, he can't, yeah, or he goes out to the corner three and can't get back to the rim, which is what he's really good at. Mm. And that's why you get Brunson with 41 with a bunch of layups, or you get Maxically with a bunch of threes. And if they have Luka doing that, Luca will get to the rim for forty plus. Oh yeah, frequently, right? Like that. The the Jalen Brunson thing felt like a one off, but Luca will do that often, and they're in real trouble there. Um, and then it doesn't have to be Kleba hits all the threes. It can be Brunson catching threes. It can be you know uh, Dinwiddie they got now or whatnot. Um, so that really hurts. I don't. It, it's fun. I don't know if either team beats Phoenix, so I don't know that I'm that worried about it. Right? Like nope. Phoenix just looks too good. Yeah. What's the what's depressing to me? Quick, and Savannah, I know you got stuff to you had some stuff to say. One thing is like watching the Denver. This Denver team is just so depressing because <laughs> they're getting buzzsawed by Golden State, and it's just not fair. Because you know they would be a, such a better team if Michael Porter and J- Jamal Murray were actually playing. But God, they're not. They're, they just won't see the court. Yeah, I mean, imagine if Golden State had a guy like Kevin Durant. Uh, they'd be really good. no that like <laughs> Golden State looked like and with Steph Curry come off the bench as he come back from his own injury um they look like they've done this all before jo- lucking yeah. into a guy like Jordan Poole I mean say lucking into obviously like 
they scouted and drafted and whatnot. But like that's clearly worked out. Draymond Green looks like he cares again, and that's important. Um, no, like they, they look really good. Uh, that they frankly look good enough that I f- again, like I said a second ago, I feel more sketchy about my sons winning the West pick because I'm like, oh, they're going to play the Warriors in the West Conference Finals potentially, and and you know the Warriors and Grizzlies are both good and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, they look a lot better than they did in like February, and so that's that. Would, I mean, I would not be surprised if they won the whole thing. I mean, they, like Steph is Steph. If he's better in two weeks than he is now because he's getting healthier, like the rest of the league could have a problem. Savannah, what you got? I feel like we covered a lot in the short amount of time. I'm just – I think the Warriors look – I'm scared of the Warriors. I didn't have the Warriors picked. Of course, I had the Suns coming out of the West. But the way that they've been playing, I feel like they're – I'm scared of them. <laughs> we had a couple. Is there years anybody in the East you're scared about of? Them and now they're back, and it makes me mad. <laughs> Is there anybody in the East you're scared of where you're like, okay, I really hope we don't face them in the conference finals because they may take my bucks to seven? Yeah, I feel like I feel like the Heat. It's a possibility. I feel like the 76ers are also a possibility. It's just. I, I see the team, like I see the Bucks team and how they are and how they've been playing and the way that Giannis has been playing. No team necessarily is like freaking me out, but there's always a chance to go to seven. Like there, because there's going to be times like the Bucks are not necessarily the best team on the road in the playoffs. And they mm-hmm. proved that last year. They were just, it's always, that's why it's always Bucks and six because they're going to give up a couple road games. <laughs> That's always Bucks a and six. Bucks and six. <laughs> I, I I like the Bucks build for the playoffs a lot. I do think they missed Tucker um, from a year ago. Yeah, um, King. No, well, not just because I like idolize PJ Tucker, um, but because you know he he had like a toughness and a switchability that they're they're lacking. I I have to say, like the Celtics defense thing feels real. Um, mm. uh, we'll see how it plays out. Getting them after the Nets. It, as Milwaukee person, I feel like you have to feel good about getting them after the Nets because yeah. it's going to be a long series, wear and tear. Um, also, just like the, it pushes them to like an exhaustion level. It's a little different, not just like an injury or anything. Um, and then, frankly, like there's a real shot that the Nets beat the Celtics. I mean, I mean obviously the Celtics won game one, but like it was super close, right? Buzzer beater. And right. I, Frankly, on matchups, would kind of feel better about the Bucks Nets than the Bucks Celtics, wouldn't you? Yeah, I definitely do, and and it's definitely because I look at it a mentality as the reason why the Heat scares me is because we've lost to them before, and they've proven that they can beat us. Obviously, I know it was a different team, but like with the Nets, with them, with that type of mentality, is like we took them to seven, but we still beat them. So I think. I think I'm scared of them, and the Celtics' defense is definitely something that I'm looking out for. But if we got the Nets, I feel like I would feel better about them than getting the Celtics. We haven't seen the Nets with Ben Simmons yet, but if that's a right. real thing and they really try that, I wonder if Budenholzer and the Bucks have like the advantage of like the the Nets are trying to figure out that game plan still, mm-hmm. right? They're trying to work him into the fold on this, work him into the fold there, and like they're picking a really quick time to have to do that right because yeah. there you can't drop a couple games to milwaukee you can't drop a couple games to boston um right. if they like if, if they bring it back for game four and it's two one and they drop game four because they're trying to work the minutes out it's like well now it's you know now it's three one or now you know like that all of a sudden you're, you're out of time yeah um i i don't know i maybe it's because I, I i'm really into the book or whatever i'm really into the honest thing i think it it feels like 
the the tens maybe his decade and um or the twenties I guess God I'm old it's the twenties <laughs> and um but I feel like I feel like we're kind of in that era where like Steph had the latter part of the teens LeBron had the first half of the teens Kobe had the latter half of the aughts Tim Duncan Shaq had the first half of the aughts like I, I think we're we're kind of in a, in a Giannis wing right now and yeah. um he's just he's I. You don't stop him with a single person. You have to have the wall built and all that kind of stuff, and and they're really yeah. good. Yeah, he gets better with everything every year. Like his three point percentage used to suck, and now it's, it just like goes up every year. They, I feel like there's something every year that they dog him about, and then the next year he just comes back and proves everybody wrong. Like he just is consistently getting better and staying consistent with all the stuff that he's working on. Jared mentioned his own. And congrats again on, on the weight loss journey. Um, Giannis, the pictures where he does the opposite, the like pictures of him at 19. Dude, he looks t- like a <laughs> he gets scarier every time he posts them. I'm like, God, this kid is 6'11. It could get to the basket in three strides and just gets more and more yoked every time he shows up. And what cracks me up about it is that he's now developing a jump shot and it's getting better and better. Yeah. And it's just like, Jesus. And it's yeah. just, and, and, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's great because the NBA really needed a change of pace. Like we all were kind of just in this whole era where it always had to be, it was a goal. We we're all going so guard centric, but now it's like, yeah, the most dominant player in basketball is a big again. Oh, and the top three vote getters in the MVP aren't all the, aren't all of them over six, nine. Like it's kind of a all... nice little Renaissance again. And I don't mean to sound like xenophobic. They're all foreign too. Like it's all international big men. Um, like I guess Joel Embiid went to Kansas. He's from the Cameroon, right? And like yeah. the the idea that like, yes, we love Demar Derozan or whatever. But like the truth is, if you're seven feet tall and also play like that, like you're just better. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> and like like even like even look at my boy. Well, I several things. Like even my boy Cat, all NBA. Like it's it's like dude had an unreal season at seven foot. I mean, technically, he's not even. I mean, he was born in. I don't even know. It's, it's kind of like split. The, he's DR. Well, he, he's a dual he, citizen. He has yeah, it's DR dual citizen, right? It's DR says, yeah. But, so the biggest thing, but he's a Jersey boy through and through. <laughs> big, big Eagles fan too. Um, big I have Eagles seen fan. the jersey act. I've seen him in the jersey. Yeah. Those are custom Philadelphia Eagles uh, Super Bowl trophy shoes. Were uh, pretty fire. Um, unfortunately, they couldn't find the winning formula. Um, my biggest thing with the big man right now, I just, I love how they've kind of just taken over basketball and that's just kind of like, and it's kind of like, yeah, there are some good guards coming out. LaMelo, of course you got D book right now, you got AE as well. You got John Moran, who's just so much fun to watch and even more terrifying to play against. But I love how it's kind of like, it's kind of balancing the game out when we were just all about chucking and hucking threes for the past like 10 years. But now it's like, it's starting to even out again. I'm seeing guys shoot mid ranges again. It makes me so it's happy. It's a, it's a pendulum swing, you know. Savannah mentioned the the heat and a little bit of fear there. They've got their own. I guess he's like six ten and change, but in Bam out of bio, right? Mm-hmm. Like it. It really is. These teams have to have somebody big. I, Jason Tatum is a perimeter guy. Mm-hmm. He's listed at like six nine. He looks taller than that. I don't yeah. know what he actually is. Um, Jalen Brown, I guess, is in a similar vein. Um, it's it's the league shifts back and forth. Now, I mean. Savannah pointed out the big guys do shoot threes now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 right. that the game's but listen, like still back to the basket's kind of still a thing. I mean, like, listen, like you have uh the kid out of Memphis is up for defensive player of the year. I mean, but the problem is his foul's gonna kill him. But uh quickly, Parker, I know you gotta go in a couple minutes. 
let's get your picks for tonight. First game, Wolves Grizzlies. Who you got? I, I think the Grizzlies bounce back. It's game two. It's at home. Uh, John Morant is a human highlight reel, and he he seems to have a, the thing where he feels the moment. Um, I, I would anticipate him getting a lot of baskets. the The thing I will say though is that um, I don't think Anthony Edwards cares what I have to say. So, like, <laughs> no, he don't. Is I think Anthony Edwards is his own like honey badger like persona for basketball. All right, <laughs> Hawks Heat. Do the Hawks have any life in them, or are the Heat just going uh, bird hunting tonight? No, I don't think so. It will look different. It won't be Duncan Robinson with a bunch of threes. It'll be it'll be someone else. You know, a year seven, or it'll be some random guy in the Heat that goes off. And you'll have like a solid fifteen from Butler, fifteen from Lowry, fifteen from Adebayo, and they'll do it again. Like Trey Young may score more points, but I. I got heat again. All right. Pelican Suns, any hope for New Orleans or is this just done? <laughs> <laughs> the only hope I saw in this, and I don't know if you guys are gamblers, but uh, I may or may not follow a gambling website or two. And <laughs> they pointed out that Scott Foster is a referee for that game. And Chris Paul is O and like 13 in games refereed by Scott Foster. I don't know Matt, if it matters. Lock I, it in. <laughs> I'm, I'm staying. I'm, I'm still taking the Suns out right now. We're I, doing this. I will say that feels sketchy if the Suns somehow lose that game tonight. <laughs> right. I'll put, right. Okay, I have like two bucks left. My, I put most of my money in a risk-free same-game parlay from DraftKings. I may have to throw in a uh, another five dollars on Scott Foster tonight just to fuck it up. Or I don't even know what the line is on that, but uh, or but, Chris Paul to get a technical foul—that's got to be an easy prop bet there. Somewhere. Oh, he'll get one for sure. He's—that's—I don't know if you remember. The, there's a clip where Chris Paul's like giving the ref a tech. That ref was yeah. Scott Foster. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, so every, I know three NBA refs in my life. I know the one who Luca hit on. I know the one that, um, you know, Tim Donaghy, because everyone knows who the fuck he is. And then I know Scott Foster because of everything he's gotten in trouble with. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the resume. <laughs> it's like I feel like with referees, unless you're Ed Hockley, because he's just a moose in any sport or umpires, you just you're only bad if you're only known if you're notorious. <laughs> Joe West. All right, Parker, man, I know you got to get rolling. You got a busy night of going on podcasts tonight. I appreciate you stopping <laughs> by, brother. Of course, happy to talk hoops, man. Y'all All right, take man. care. <laughs> take care, brother. See ya. Always good to have a Parker on. By the way, you can check him out at Midweek Midrange and at FN Sports and at Parker Ainsworth as well on t- Twitter, I believe Instagram, and uh, I don't think they're on TikTok. He's a teacher. I feel like TikTok wouldn't be smart for him. <laughs> but yeah, no, you know what's crazy about the NBA playoffs, man, is that I have not given a fuck about the NBA playoffs unless it's like an elite. So, like the last game, playoff game I watched last year intently was uh like from end to end was your box versus the nets game seven last year i feel like everyone watched that series i feel like that was that was stressful for me but i feel like as a nba fan that was just a good series i am sitting next to a one of my but i was sitting next to one of my good friends who is a diehard nets fan since like the jason kidd days and he's just sitting there and i was i gave i i'm a kevin durant fan because of the effort he puts in for me, it's never been about his, you know, like the whole, like, oh, I'm taking the next chapter, the taking my talents to Golden State, whatever. I don't care about that. It's like it's water under the bridge. It was necessary to knock LeBron off. We're good. 
Conspiracy theory time. I think Michael Jordan and Kobe, back when he was alive, rest in peace, told him to go to Golden State to make sure LeBron didn't win any more titles. He still won one. Yeah, but they were well, going. Kobe was dead into uh, um, they the lake that the the Mickey Mouse championship doesn't count. Come on. <laughs> Did you? Kobe wasn't dead when. Yeah. Sixteen. No, no. This was after. No, this was after that. Oh. Yeah. No. The Cavs one was fine. That was a three. But right. the, I, I don't count the Lakers one. That was bullshit because it was the Mickey Mouse bubble title. Let me get a fuck right. about that. Yeah. I also lost a forty dollar bet on that on that Blazers Lakers series in round one. Fucking cost me a bottle of Hennessy. <sighs> oh that God. doesn't seem like that big of a deal. <laughs> well, listen, when I work, I was working as a mover. Okay, I didn't have an adult job yet, so forty bucks during the pandemic was a little more expensive. Right. Oh True. my God, I'm not like our next guest who who texts who. On his Twitter account, folks, posted that, you know what? I'm just going to throw out 300, bill, 300 bills for uh, a date and a hockey game. Joining us now, one of my best friends in the whole world, one of the grumpiest men in the whole world, a <laughs> devoted Boston sports fan, an Alabama lover, and one of the best mustaches when it still existed, one of the OGs, Mr. Kevin. Uh, it's not a date, and she was not happy that I spent three hundred dollars on those tickets, buddy. We said this already. It's going. It's just you know, it's just an alpha dog move. It's like we're going to a hockey game. <laughs> uh, no, I I texted her yesterday, and I was like, hey, I know I didn't really give you a say, but I want to make sure that you're good going. She's like, yeah, don't do that again, but I'll still go. <laughs> still, a yes. Yeah, fair. Hey, look, we got the season four team back together. It's the original three back. Uh, Kev, how you doing, pal? How was your weekend besides, uh, uh, you know, buying hockey games? Oh, great. I get to take Thursday and Friday off work to go to a wake and a funeral. So that'll be fun. I was, I, you know what? I set you up for that one. I was, I, I gave you the alley-oop there. Yeah, I don't know what you were expecting when you asked. You know, because you've been on the show three times since January, and basically, I, I'm getting rusty on your humor. So I used <laughs> to anticipate it. Now I'm like, I'm I'm used to like, like Brad or McCarthy or Cruz just saying some like, oh shucksy shit, like you know, some regular stuff. I'm not used to yeah, your nah, dark sense that. of humor. Yeah, no, I know it's not your. That's bill. that's no fun. Yeah, I mean, you missed it. I I said something that was right up your alley on uh on Craft Brew Sports on Wednesday. I refer to the Michigan Panthers mascot as the new uh, Penn State mascot because look, it was way too happy to hug your kids. Yeah, fair. <laughs> fair. Oh my god! This is also the same man, folks, who who, uh, who was a little suspect of Joe Paterno's missing time during World War II. Look, I'm just saying he enrolled in Brown in 1946. There, there are some years unaccounted for there. <laughs> I still don't think Zach Kielman will ever come back on the show after that because no, of you may, not. yeah, because you may or may not have insinuated Joe Pa was a Nazi. Yeah, I've also called Lou Holtz a Soviet sleeper sleeper cell. I think I he's know. just asleep at this point. That man's eyes aren't even open half the time. Oh no! Did, I've, I've told you this theory that Kiernan and I have, right, Jared? Yes, you told me the theory about Lou Holtz. Savannah, I don't know if I've told you because we haven't spoken in a while, but if you look at when Notre Dame won their national championships. They haven't won one since the Cold War ended. Since the start of the decline of the Soviet Union in the late 80s, 
I think the Soviet Union was just funneling money into Notre Dame. Mm. And they that's why they were the winning. And, Miami game. and now that the Soviet Union fell, Notre Dame can't get recruits anymore. Although they tried their another new coach sl- is starting to do that. I think it might have also just been a Brian Kelly issue, but I'm going to go with Lou Holtz as a con. Brian Kelly was a failed super self. Fair. And notice. No, changes in accents too fast. Notice. Notre Dame is starting to get recruits now. I also think, come on, Kev. I'm not Mar- like the elephant in the room. Some are saying it's Marcus Freeman. I'm saying it's Russia Brian. is starting to act up again. Do they have now? These recruits might start running dry because they're getting it. They're getting um, not embargoed. Sanctions. Are the recruits going to run dry in Notre Dame again? Are they? We going to stop seeing five stars go there? I'm. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just connecting dots here. Oh my oh gosh. gosh. Invisible. Kevin, you've, out, you've outdone yourself, and it's only four minutes into you being on the fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Every what boogeyman you in American history. No, I said yeah, invisible the dots. You're connecting the invisible yeah. dots. The he's dots are there. I'm connecting the dots. Charlie are Day. He's, he's literally Charlie Day. If you were to lay down in front of someone, they would be like, there's no dots there. Your no, dots. Minute, tell me tell me one thing I've said that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> tell me. Notre Dame has not won a national championship since the start of the wrong. collapse of the Soviet Union. <laughs> Russia's acting up again. They're starting to get recruits. Tell me where I'm wrong. Hmm. Hmm. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. First off, before we get into the spring games, did you hear about this Tom Herman thing from a couple years back with him singing ba- uh, the Justin Bieber song, that linebacker? Uh, I'm going to be honest. Tom Herman has not entered my brain for like two years now so no i just found out he's on the bear staff or he was on the bear staff which just makes me laugh even more so basically there was this linebacker from texas like a three or four star recruit i'm a, i cannot find the video it's been deleted off everything i don't even know how the fuck mcafee got it um basically this linebacker would only um go to texas if tom herman sung baby by justin bieber to him and it was the most uncomfortable thing I'd ever heard in my life. I have a question, though. What's worse, Tom Herman singing Baby or Brian Kelly grinding up on recruits in a way where if you did that in a bar to another man in Baton Rouge, you probably wouldn't make it home? What's worse? Or if you're Urban Meyer, you just get, you just get made fun of by your NFL team. Mm-hmm. That's true. That was right there. Okay, it was a layup. That's fair. Hopefully, Brian Kelly, a mural of Brian Kelly's wife, isn't staring at him while he's sodomizing these recruits. Oh my gosh, stop. Michael Parsons, relax. Uh, another Penn State thing. <laughs> I, Penn State I think this is why I haven't been allowed back on tailgate in the quad because the Penn State the Penn State ba- the Penn State bashing I bring with me is just never ending. Yeah, I can't do that on the show. Yeah. I feel bad. I, I feel I bad. Have no, I have no fear. Literally, I'll start oh, bashing. Okay. I just feel bad. Oh, no. I, like, we had AJ on the show about two weeks ago, and I was literally shitting on Florida State for a half hour. Like, Mike Norvell's such a bad, such a bad recruiter. He's got a, a guy holding out because of a bad NIL deal. Like, you can't make that shit up. <laughs> oh, my God. A, it's fucking hysterical. <laughs> well, fucking hysterical. Kevin, we'll talk spring games. Vanderbilt tied this. I... 
I can't get over how bad Vanderbilt is. They're really lucky that they're good at baseball, sometimes basketball, and they raise the collective GPA of the SEC by about 1-4. Otherwise, oh, they'd be long. It goes from 1-4 to 2-8, basically. Yeah, they, they basically double it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know why Missouri's still in the SEC. They don't contribute fucking anything. Yeah, I feel like they should be replaced. They should go back to the Big 12 in place of, like, Texas and Oklahoma. I, I don't even want Texas at this point. They're, oh, I do. I want you guys to keep they're shitting just on another. They're just another Missouri. Yeah, week two of this year, they're going to get shit on. Well, oh, oh, so it's funny, right? Like, I they made this move thinking they were going to be an elite team, and they're getting out-recruited by a lot of, like, not-so-elite teams on the East Coast, West Coast, Northeast, Midwest, and they're just getting crapped on. They used to be, like, and then again, also, let's put it this way. With the exception of the Mac Brown year, has Texas ever really been back? No. 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 Uh, Texas has been not back for oh, – we're coming up on 20 years. <laughs> I think the last time they were in a meaningful bowl game was the Cotton Bowl incident with Miami, and that was before any of us were born. I mean, they have won a national championship during our lifetimes. Yeah. Exactly, Vince Young. That's it. They literally owe everything yeah. to that sidearm slinger. So, so they're we're coming up on like twenty years. Jesus Christ! Don't make me feel like fucking older, Kevin. God damn it! I'll it's be absurd, th- dude. I'll be thirty on the twentieth anniversary of that game. What the fuck? Although I do love that Texas fans. That video I made with um, the curb your enthusiasm, Ellinger saying yeah, we're back, we're and back. then the curb your enthusiasm. Texas fans keep giving that video I made life, and I appreciate them for it. There you go. So, Kev, you actually had – so how many spring games do you actually get to watch this year? Two. No, you uh, – mine and Bama's? Yeah. I actually got to watch some of Ohio State's, which I was – so okay, okay, so C.J. Stroud, one shout-out to C.J. for wearing the Dwayne Haskins jersey. That was a very classy move. I thought that was very cool. Also – that dude's they might just steamroll the Big 12 this year. <laughs> then off the Ohio Big 12? State, the Big 10. Sorry, I still, you know, I do that every fucking time. They would have steamrolled the Big 12 too because there's nobody coming out of the Big 12. <laughs> That's true. Um, God, that conference is fucking dead. Um, but yeah, I looked at, I watched like f- 10 minutes of 15 minutes of Ohio State. And Savannah, I'll tell you this right now. You can go in your uh, little fan. I, I will fully allow you to go full Ohio State Buckeye fan for me because. CJ Stroud looks elite. Okay. I don't think he's Bryce Young good yet, but he's getting there. Like he's getting this is, re- he looked elite last year. I yeah. know. Well, he also, we're also we also just made fun of him because uh, you know, JD was so butthurt about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like Savannah, we thought you think you thought we gave you shit about Ohio State. The crap me and Kevin used to do to JD was not human. Oh boy. So I got the easy end of the stick then? That's Yeah, awful. you did because you, you you actually made logical arguments half the time. Oh, okay. I'll take that. <laughs> Except for the Justin Fields interception, that one we had the Roshi for for about three hours. Yeah. I don't want to think <laughs> you about that. You don't want to talk about that one anymore. <laughs> hey, it's okay. My my last college team to make in the national championship has to owe it to a floor breaking for ankle, a player's ankle to break. So there you go. Yeah, that, I saw. At first, I didn't know what was going on. I did see videos of that. How does it, how did they even let that happen? National championship. How did that, how does that even happen? The sports books didn't want a, a, a eighth seed winning a national title. Mm. 
Hey, listen, Kevin gets his conspiracy theory. I get mine. Okay. okay. Listen, I man, I was on the hook for two thousand dollars if that if they hit that shot <laughs> on a seventeen dollar bet. I was like, uh, okay, come on. I, I, like I see my, I'm literally getting to my Silverado right now if this hits, and it's like, nope, nope, not happening. So yeah, no, but uh, yeah, sportsbooks bet rigging it, but yeah. So what'd you think of the spring game, event? I love CJ Stroud looked elite. I just I I was working during the game, so I could only see a little bit of like what um what was just shown on TV, like the couple minutes that I had. I did get to see the CJ Stroud touchdown to Jackson Smith and Jigba. That was good. That was really nice. I think he's gonna be scary this year, but I didn't really get to see much of the game. I think I saw like maybe ten minutes of it. If it makes you funny better, I watched ten minutes of Alabama. Ten minutes. I was like bouncing between games because I all said. My Diamondbacks were playing the Mets, and they actually won that game somehow. Then you had the, my Timberwolves playing uh, the Grizzlies. And then I also had the Miami spring game kicking off at noon. So I had to, like, keep ping-ponging around YouTube TV. My yeah. history my history page for Saturday is literally just, like, 15 things long of me switching between channels. I like – okay, so ja- Jas- – was it Jackson Smith? What's it? Jigma is a freak. I think Jigba that kid is with a B. Jigba. So okay, you know what? I'm gonna have to fuck his name up twice or three times before I get it right. <laughs> I still don't get Adam Short. Adam Short stacks name right. So that's what I'm gonna call him for the rest of the yeah. Season. Well, he doesn't deserve it. So yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, Savannah. Shout out to you, by the way, for just going to town on him on on, on fucking Instagram, oh, on Twitter. We appreciate. Are we it. talking about Schefter? Yeah. Yeah, Adam Shortstack. I don't refer to him by his real name anymore. I was trying to figure out who you were talking about, but I get it now. That was just rude. Like, you don't have to have any brains to post something like that. Like, every single person that watches the NFL knows his whole entire, like, career. You don't need to post anything about that. Like, he's freaking dead. Like, also, even if, like, he's dead. Even casual fans who, like, don't really know him because by the end he was, like, a backup. Anyone who kind of lost track of him, they still don't need to know that. Right. It, has, like, it does not the... impact the story whatsoever. Not at like, all. And then like, he goes I... and deletes it and posts something else and doesn't even apologize. He did on his podcast, but that was after, like, Who the hell's going to watch that now? Yeah. <laughs> You know, they, I love the, the ESPN basically Jeff passing off for saying the M, the the N, the MLB handed the uh, players a shit sandwich of an offer, and he can't go on the air right now. But yet they keep Adam Adam Shortstack on the fucking air for the draft and everything, and he fucking does this dumb shit. Gotta yeah, well he didn't guys. he didn't say anything bad about the league, so Roger Goodell doesn't care. Well, yeah. Then again, Roger Goodell's waiting until this. Uh, until after the league year to start to sweep this Daniel Snyder shit under the rug again. Yeah. Because they're boys, apparently, Kevin. I know you could run with that theory. It, it's it's not even a theory. It's just a fact at this point. <laughs> it's like, at some point, it's like, I think Donald Sterling's rap sheet's getting pretty close to this at this point. So I think Sterling's is still better than Snyder's at this point. Well, I, yeah, yes, also- what Sterling did was terrible. It was a horrible thing to say. He should have – what the NBA did was completely fair. Yes. Uh, but he didn't technically break any crimes doing it like Dan Snyder did. He wasn't prostituting out cheerleaders or trying to like Dan Snyder did. It's the, And the Clippers st- were decent. They weren't making a mockery of the NFL – of the NBA yeah. at the time. 
Well, listen, uh, speaking as an NFC East fan, I like my free two wins every year. Like, it's nice, okay? I'm looking forward to Darius Slay picking off Carson Wentz three times a year. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Only three? <laughs> well, because the other... Because <laughs> the other... Okay, so, well, the fact is somehow we're still in the Honey Badger sweepstakes. I'm hoping he has two of those as well. And okay, we get fair. a couple... We also get a couple picks from Avante Maddox. Probably a linebacker picks one off. And knowing Carson, somehow Fletcher Cox is going to get a pick six. Yeah, probably. Because he'll probably throw the ball in there too. Yeah, he'll probably throw the ball straight up in the fucking air like a, a can of corn punt, and he'll catch it and run it back. I just want to see Javon Hargrave's big ass running down the field. Um, I love how this has gone full circle. By the way, Jared used to be the most ardent. Carson Wentz defender. When he wins five Super Bowls, he's going to be the goat. To yeah, he's going to th- pit throw like. 15 picks against the Eagles this Listen, year. Listen, I know I got to eat a shit sandwich for the next couple of years about this, and I understand that my Carson Wentz jerseys are behind my desk over here. I haven't had a chance to throw them out yet. I'm actually going to see if I can try to sell them to like, to like Plato's closet, see if I can get like 20 bucks for each of them. <laughs> How many How do you have? You get that? Maybe five. I have the authentic one that got too small for my shoulders, and then I have the uh, NFL game one, which I bought October of 2020. Solid investment, guys. Hey, so how much that run? Like 300 bucks? You know what's the- heartbreaking is I have a Devontae Adams jersey that I have to let sit in my closet. But if I ever go to a Raiders game with my mom. There I'm you go. Like, see, see, at least he went to your mom's team, so it doesn't hurt as much. It still hurts. Just I, 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 I know. Because she I had you, I had you, I had you on the show like 48 hours before it happened. <laughs> Me and Kevin were sitting here on our live stream on my birthday show, and it broke. And, Kevin, and I'm like, Kevin, they just traded Devontae Adams. His Kevin's eyeballs like popped out of his socket for a second. Although, Jared, yeah. do you know what this means? What does it mean? Devontae Adams is now the best receiver in the NFL. <laughs> been the best receiver in that if i'm confused well because you remember when you were remember like two years ago when you were we, we were all co-hosting together me and him refused to acknowledge Devonta adams a top five receiver just to piss you off just for content mm-hmm. no two years ago i don't think he was top five no he, he was he was top 10 though he was put up yeah he was top 10 comfortably i watched he was, he was really good at this what <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. At the we're time, both no. fucking instigators. Are you, Savannah? We are both trash talkers and instigators. You should know this by now. Have you known us both for almost three years? I know. I would say in the past two years, yes, he has become a top two or three, depending on the year he was number one. Yeah, like two years ago, number 2020, one. Twenty twenty, uh, he was just unbeatable. He was just something else. And then uh, even I think you can make an argument. Yeah, he was top two. Uh, like. Shit. Anybody who puts Debo at number one, though, is a fucking moron. He's a very all-around person, but he's definitely not number one. Kev, what do you think about Debo holding out? Do you think the the Niners need him more than he needs the Niners, or is it vice versa? I think the Niners made him. Uh, Like, using kind of him, how it works. But I think now he can go wherever he wants, and he'll be impactful. Um, I would also like to say Bill Belichick made Debo Samuel because he kind of got Cordell Patterson into that role more that teams weren't using him in. And then Debo was like, started doing that too. Have to bring up the Patriots somehow, but no, I, I think Debo will be impactful. And also I think the Jaguars fucking broke the NFL by giving um, Christian Kirk that much money. Ridiculous what? amount of money. Oh, I <laughs> love it though. It's so funny. At best. 
Like it's, at best. Trent Balky just I think worships chaos. Like he's gonna take Trent. I I have I have on firm like gut hunch he's gonna take Trayvon Walker first overall next week. Just like that. No, so fucking stupid. No, he will because like he's gonna take Trevor Walker first overall because he he and I quote, this is what Rappaport said on multiple podcasts. He reminds him of Alden Smith when he drafted him when he was part of the San Francisco front office, but without like the you know the off the field issues and everything else, like the freak nature like potential. And you know, like listen, honestly, Alden Smith and Josh Joshua Allen that's a scary edge rush. Because they're both freak athletes, but like it's production that wins games, not freak athleticism. So that's Jaday Mount Clowney. But um guys also you like, know, eight, protect your number one overall pick quarterback. Yeah, true. I mean, but you know, they choice. were never they were never gonna take a fucking tackle. That was like a smoke screen for like a month. If they take I, honestly, if they were smart, they'd take Icky or Evan Neal, but they not. They're gonna take an edge rusher. They 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 franchise then signed Greg Robinson, which is like just stupid. But also speaking I of think freaks, if they're and- going to do that and mo- take move him to the other tackle position and draft a uh, left tackle. I don't hate that move honestly. I think Greg Robinson is probably the best option they had. Yeah. But signing him to be your starting left tackle and not improving that offensive line at all is so stupid. Also, by the way, Kevin, I, before we talk more for NFL ball, I want your comment on that corn-fed monster you guys call a backup quarterback at Alabama. Jalen Milrow. Oh my god. God, that man, it's absurd. Hey man, I'll text you a picture of him just so you get a look at what this guy is. Okay. I don't, I know Alabama strength training is absurd. Like, how you see some of these guys come in and where they're at now is ridiculous, but I just don't know how he did it. I I don't want to say the S word, but it, it looks like, and he was in shape before, don't get me wrong, but he's just something else now. Yeah, it's I'm it, trying to find the picture. Perform the best on Saturday. Yeah, it's no, it's uh, it's all over my Twitter. Yeah, no, I, I'm just gonna text Savannah the picture of him from the national title game because he still looks like a fucking animal in this. Like, I want this dude's trainer. Like, seriously, because <laughs> I'm like, you know, you know, Kev, me and you were trying to both get our work in to get, look good for the summer, right? It's like I'm looking at this motherfucker. I'm like, God damn, I'm doing something wrong. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I, you know, I, I don't hide it, right? But, uh, yeah, no. So that this this that dude was a crazy ass. Like, I just saw that. I was like, God, that's the backup. Holy shit. Um, and JD thought Alabama was dead. Yeah. Well, JD's also an idiot and lazy. He retired from podcasting just so he could spend more free time drinking. Savannah's facial features in this are great. Thank God this is on our, this is on YouTube because I love this. her face and the she's like. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's it, a, that, it's ridiculous. That, yeah, oh that's ridiculous. It reminds me of the uh, Kirk Cousin tweet uh, from a couple years back. It's a picture of Bo Scarborough looking like a twenty-seven-year-old man as a 10th grader, and then it's Kirk Cousins when he was in 10th grade. Like, this is me and Bo Scarborough in 10th grade. Now I know why Bama never called. It, it's absurd. I I don't know how he's that big. As a quarterback, too. That's Listen, dude must have a cannon arm. That's what it is. 
That's what's got to be. Yeah. He's got to have like great like mechanics and everything else. So it's like whatever. It's like fuck it. If you're big and play quarterback, screw it. He's what we thought Jamarcus Russell was going to be t- thirty years, t- 20 years ago. Fair. Yeah, yeah we're, right. We're at fifteen years for that now. We're coming up oh on twenty soon. I used to have a Jamarcus Russell jersey, by the way. I hope it was an LSU one. No, it was Raiders. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had some weird NFL jerseys when I was a kid. I had Peerless Price, Bill's receiver. I had Chad Ochocinco because who didn't have a Chad Ochocinco jersey when they were a kid? Come on. Um, I, I, I know you didn't. Um, I had about 15 Eagles jerseys. Javon Curse, LJ Smith, um, Brian Dawkins, two or three McNabs, Westbrook. Fun fact, my Westbrook goal was the ugly Carolina blue and yellow jerseys they had. It was a gift. I, I like somebody found it for me. I was like, "This is kind of lit, actually." I wore it to one house party. It got a margarita spilled on it, and that was it. <laughs> but Fair, uh, as one does. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, I have any other cool ones? I swear it's Keo Spikes one from the Bills, and then when he gets on with the Eagles, I almost did a backflip. He's one. Him and Randy Johnson were the reason I started wearing fifty one all the time. So, um. Yeah, but. Uh, we were talking about um, Debo. We'll circle back to this. The other thing we were talking about is the fact that AJ Brown and Scary Terry are both now skipping involuntary workouts. They actually deserve contracts. I, and they don't deserve by I me. Mean, like, they, they, if, if, listen, if they're going to fucking pay Christian Kirk, they got to pay these two guys. Yeah. yeah. AJ Brown was kind of disappointing last year. And I, I think he's a fine NFL quarterback, but uh, I, I blame a lot of that on Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Um, flip their positions there, kid. But yeah, no, you're right. Um, no, but my biggest thing with uh, AJ Brown, is I think AJ Brown needs to go to a system where he's not the only passing option. So, I mean, listen, Jalen Hurts' recruiting skills are still up to snuff because apparently he's been trying to recruit AJ Brown since like February on Twitter. It's clearly not working. It's clearly not working, obviously. I mean, listen, I mean, Darius Slay, we all know Darius Slay is our, our A1 recruiter. Right. So, yeah, so I mean, he's been in probably in Honey Badger's DMs for the past like six months. I mean, listen, Honey Badger in Philadelphia is amazing, but I mean, you know, I'm just waiting for uh, fuck them picks and the boys over in LA to just go sh- pluck them right out of the free agent bunch. But oh uh, man, you know who's not a good recruiter? Oh, Matthew Judon, <laughs> body by Taco Bell. He he's tried to recruit like every big day free agent, and none of them even negotiated with the Patriots. I will also, oh I, I, I uh, well, there was also. I mean, you guys did have a. A negotiation like a visit from Leonard Fournette. So it wasn't. Like yeah, which was complete. fucking stupid, by the way. Well, listen, we all knew he was just. Bra- I think I. I, well, I have a feeling if Brady sent him up there, doesn't fuck with Bill. I don't even know why Bill met with him. Like we have two very good running backs. It didn't uh, we, honestly. We have one coming off a season-ending injury who still might be good. I don't know why we're meeting with Leonard Fournette. Because. Bill Belichick is I think Bill Belichick at this point is just worshiping chaos because he has basically every, every viable position under the sun Bill Belichick holds in that in that front oh let's see GM head coach OC DC um special teams coordinator head scout president of football operations <laughs> the list of bills correct bills titles goes on and on and on i think it's we're just going to call it the new england built the bill patriots like it's just it's it's just belichick now new yeah, england belichick's not really care. he can do whatever the hell he wants <laughs> if he makes the playoffs yeah what do you care right 
I mean, I would like him to win Super Bowls, but he's won us enough, so he can really do whatever he wants. Yeah, I think he's kind of earned it at this point. Um, oh, my God. Kev, who, so honest to God, where do you think the first quarterback goes this year? Um, I had Malik. In the, the, the six to eight range. I had Malik to the Saints at 12. I said a lot of teams, if once like once like Atlanta fall, I think Atlanta is going to pass. Who do you think is going to go at six to eight then? Who do you think is going to go at that point? Um, Who's picking? It's the Panthers. Oh, yeah. I had Panthers to pick it. My bad. So, you know, I, I, I had six. Um, I forget be, who the other ones are. It'd be such a Panthers pick. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. So, uh, of course, it wants to fucking. Regress. No, seven is, seven is New York and eight is Atlanta. Yeah. So, I think if. It's going to be uh, the Panthers or uh, the Giants. Actually, if it's the Panthers, Kenny Pickett. If it's the Giants or the Falcons, it's going to be Malik Willis. You think the Giants will take a quarterback? I think, yes. I think if they really – if Brian Dable – there, they would. They have two picks in the top ten. I think it's optional for them. And if, if Dable doesn't like – Danny Dimes, this is what you do. You bring in a coach who will then get a quarterback he likes. I think, and with mm-hmm. um, with Danny Dimes and with uh, Mariota now in Atlanta, they don't have a need to start the guy right away. The Panthers need to start someone right away if they want to win some games. Because I think P.J. So, Walker might be hitting up the rock to go back to the XFL at this point. Ken, Kenny Pickett is the probably the most day one ready in this class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malik Willis has the most upside. I would also so say you need a day other- one starter to not fuck it up and win you some games. Kenny Pickett. If you w- have a guy you can sit for a year, it's Malik Willis. I know you're already on. You're doing day two stuff with the draft. I'm going to try to get in. I'm going to text Dan later about it. I, I, I thought I already signed up, but apparently I didn't. Um, I basically said this already. I think Carson Strong is going to be like the best day two quarterback taken. Like I think this kid is going to actually get a. He's going. He might actually get a beat beat out guy for a starting job. Eventually, this kid. Kevin, if you want to watch some fun tape, just go watch five minutes of Carson Strong slinging the rock. Just an absolute bazooka on his shoulders. And he has no footwork. And the ball still goes 80, like 70, 80 yards. It's insane. This kid's I'm arm. honestly shocked Denver traded for Russell Wilson instead of just drafting Carson Strong. Yeah, no, I, I like when I watched his tape back in back before the Russell Wilson trade. Because he was one of the first guys I watched. I've circled under my notes. It says John Elway probably has this kid on speed dial. Because he'll probably like, get him in the second round. John Elway so, had, doesn't have play, uh, personnel decisions anymore. But you know he saw Carson Strong. He just saw his height. It walked into like the GM's office. If you don't draft this guy, I will blackmail you into the sun. <laughs> Fuck you. Get Carson Strong in this building. Well, I think Carson Strong is going to be, he's going to be like what we thought Paxton Lynch was going to be, like just an absolute like big cannon arm, a little mobile, kind of wonky footwork, small program. But unlike Paxton Lynch, who basically was the worst quarterback besides his own starter, Shea Patterson, in the USFL, God, Michigan's a mess. Shout out to Jeff Fisher. Mr. 79 is back, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I, I Did you watch that game this weekend? Yeah, I watched uh, some of the Michigan game. Yeah, suck it, Parker. Or no, some of the Birmingham-New Jersey game, actually. I watched Birmingham-New Jersey. I 
tried to catch some of the Pittsburgh Maulers game because my boy Jeff Thomas from, you know, the U is on uh, Pittsburgh. Then I watched uh, the whole chicken salad debacle with the running back that they cut, which I, I, I think was <laughs> maybe the greatest story I saw all weekend. Oh, my God. And now um, they're going back and forth. It's it's great. It's just, you know, it's so funny, right? Because, I, I, you know, the XFL the Rock is going to be fun. We know the Rock's going to play a good pro- product. Everything he touches does good. It may not be – we also got to realize, like, these spring football leagues, they're never going to be the NFL. But they, right. they're, they're just something to entertain us for the spring. I mean, yeah, like, listen, I'll go watch Dimebags baseball every night. But they already got smoked by the Nationals 6-1, to one, so I don't have that option. Then I got my Timberwolves. So – what what these leagues need to do is try to yeah. stay viable for a couple of years, just staying in the spring. I think the XFL already signed a deal with the NFL to help market a bit and then just become like a minor league feeder program for the NFL. Yeah, they they can't listen to a loudmouth owner who has aspirations mm-hmm. to be president saying, no, we can compete with the NFL. We're going to move to the fall and then sue them for having a monopoly and then get 30 cents in our lawsuit. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Ke- Kevin, we almost made the whole show. You bring up the Cheeto puff, man. I mean, come on, that's the dumbest thing I've ever. Seen. I, I listen. I watched in I year watched that two. 30 th- I watched that thirty for thirty. I was crying. I was like, "That is the most. That's the most Trump thing I've ever seen in my life." Oh, I said his name. We're gonna get our our, our videos gonna get taken down now, guys. <clears throat> Gotta love or YouTube. People, or people are just gonna be mad at us for making fun of them. No, either way. Listen, I I, I was reading my uh, my boss because he belongs to one of those like town pages i guess there's a, like a, a trump rally in middlebury those are and so the, fun the comments in this were hysterical both ways were great see i'm like i'm in the i'm i just pull myself away from this shit at this point i'm just reading the comments he's reading to me while i'm driving home from the job site i'm just dying i'm like because on both sides are hysterical but listen that pulls us into our bet we have nine minutes left we ball off to go obviously kevin i'm happy you sticked around because you get to participate in your first ever Corner Booth Dartboard, presented by our good friends at EastOfficial.com. If you want great sunglasses like these or the 15,000 Kevin owns, <laughs> go to our friends over at EastOfficial.com. Promo code Corner Booth for 10% off. They're polarized, almost Jared-proof, and honestly, pretty damn stylish. They have thousands of styles. I still owe Frank a pair, and I just have not pulled the trigger on sending them yet, so... That's on me, but it's okay. He's still my boy, so it's all good. But uh, yeah, they're no, also saving proof, by the way. They're all yeah, they are saving proof. Listen, he own like I did. You tell me, chew through how many pairs of shoes already? Uh, so many, so I, many. I've yeah, lost right? three pairs of shoes to him. I had like a hundred and sixty dollar pair of sunglasses that's supposedly made out of titanium. He destroyed them. Yeah, Yeats are say these are like the I don't want to say this on air because you know it's like guns, but there's a certain Russian weapon that I would compare these to because they're indestructible. Anybody who's a gun nut would know why that's funny. Um, basically, all right, so the Yeats.com promo code corner booth 10% off official sponsor of the corner booth and the corner booth dartboard. So now I'm gonna lose blood flow in my thigh for the next 10 minutes because I have an actual fucking dartboard here. <laughs> so Savannah, it is your first time back on vacation. Who would you like to put on your corner with dartboard this week? And this is where anybody in sports. Last week I did LeBron James for talking shit about my Timberwolves when he didn't even make the playoffs. The week before, I think I put Adam Shortstack from ESPN. It's like anybody, and you just give an explanation why he's right here. He or she's right there. Man. Kevin, you even got to come up with them too. I know you got a couple in your in your holster. Yeah, Kevin, go ahead. I'll give me a minute to think. 
Uh, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it right away. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is going to come fingers. out. He's, he's going to call the city of Boston racist. He's going to call us a bunch of jealous exes. And then he's going to say he wants to put it all behind him. And then he's going to scream at fans and flip them off. Kyrie Irving, and I tweeted this. Kyrie Irving is like the jealous ex. Not even jealous. The one who broke up with you, but then calls you once a week to tell you how much better they're doing and how over you they are. Kevin, I, I wanted to respond to this. I saw the tweet in my drafts, but Dan was looking over my shoulder while I was trying to scrub a floor. Uh, I wanted to respond. This may be from personal experience, isn't it, buddy? No, actually. <laughs> yeah, for once, with you and me, our combined horrible ex history, Kev, I think, honestly, we don't have that ex in our, in our lives. I mean, Savannah, me and Kev have been friends so long, we both know each other's bad uh, record book of horrible exes. I mean, listen, you could even contribute yours to here too. We don't know. But so this week on the core, on my core with dartboard, I'd like to put the Arizona Diamondbacks hitting coach. I won't even say his fucking name once. I don't remember it. But if I see one more taken first strike on a 80, on a 93 mile an hour fastball down main street with a team full of 24 year old guys who like to swing the bat, I may snap this board in half. You don't win in baseball with young players by working the count. That's how you strike out with young hitters. Pitch maturity comes as you get older and better. Ask Albert Pujols, Mike Trout, Alex Rodriguez, David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez. I could go on and on and on. Here's the kicker, ladies and gents. My Diamondbacks actually somehow have good pitching this year. I don't get it. It's a bunch of B-team guys and Zach Galen and the ghost of Madison Bumgarner. And yet... They're actually in Mark Melanson, who is fucking filthy. They actually have a decent pitching staff in bullpen. They even got Oliver Perez, who I thought was dead, to pitch decent out of the bullpen. Yeah, he was good when I was in middle school. That's how old that motherfucker is. I'm old. So here's the deal. The Diamondbacks hitting coach and you dumbass Tori Lovello right here. Jesus, swing at a first pitch strike. I'm done with this. Don Varsho hit a ball to almost a Virginia today because he swung on the first pitch. He's probably going to get benched tomorrow. Fucking assholes. All right, Savannah, last but not least, who are you putting up here? Okay, I'm going to yell at the Browns front office for giving Denzel Ward $100 million freaking dollars. That's what oh, I'm going to That was the last thing on our topic list. <laughs> it makes you so mad. Like, he's a good corner, right? But, like... When was the last time that he literally played multiple games in a row without being injured? Tell me that. Like, there's you cannot give me a stretch of three to four games in the last few seasons that he's played that he's been on the field. Okay. So I know where you're going with this because you guys have to pay a certain corner. But then again, he <laughs> also because he also missed a lot of games this year too. And also Ty yeah, Schmidt of the Pat McAfee show made the same argument today. And I thought – Fuck, Savannah's gonna say the same fucking thing in about five hours. Yes, literally, it, it makes me so it makes me so mad because yes, we do have to pay Jair. I get it. He had only missed one game before this season that he missed. Like he was out almost the entire season, and he came out for the, came back for the playoff game, and he looked really good. But yeah. the thing is, is he doesn't consistently miss games, and it just makes me mad that. Yes, you can be great, but even though you're always hurt, you can still just make an absurd amount of money, and I don't think that's fair to other teams that have to pay. Then again, we've established the fucking Browns don't care about what's fair. They just they literally, fucking, oh, they're, they're going to have 430 guaranteed money. 
cap space gone. Like they're not gonna well, like I mean, even if listen, we take my team out of it. Like I don't think Denzel Ward deserves a hundred million dollars. The salary That's cap's a fraud. Absurd. We all know it. <laughs> I know. Kev, you were chuckling. You got something to say. Go for it. Oh, I was just laughing at the playoff game. You have Aaron Rodgers at home. The playoff You're game. You're butthead. <laughs> what well, else? I mean, was well, you can also just call him an asshole, Savannah. This is a, it was just uh, funny. I just got it really I funny. Well, I mean, also, Savannah, it makes you funny about her. Both of our teams also got smoked in the wild card round, too. So it's. Mine wasn't the, the wild card. I know, I exactly. But yours the first year. Well, yours, y'all got his team got smoked by the Bills. Mine got smoked by Brady, and at least you guys had a bye. <laughs> yeah, we did have a bye, and then we lost to a team that can't even score an offensive touchdown. How awesome! That was okay. I was at the bar for that game. I was wasted, and I look up at the score, and I got a text from my buddy, and I, who's a Packers fan, was in New York. Shout out to my boy Sean, Kevin knows Sean, um, man, league champ. I literally he texted me he goes what the fuck just happened I'm like yeah I think y'all lost to a special teams unit we did oh when they scored that touchdown I was like I hate my life this game's over I thought we were gonna win like I un- understand our offense wasn't doing great I thought we were gonna win I was just like even if we only win by seven or four this is great I'm chilling and then they got that touchdown and I said oh this game's over it's over Okay, now I get get a feeling back in my leg. That's a heavy piece of plywood. Um, no ghost content today, folks. The little not, the little monster is passed out on my couch right now. Um, Kevin, I know you missed your ghost content <laughs> so much. I mean, you you can come down and visit him whenever you want, pal. Fair. Um, last couple things. Any final notes before we sign off, boys and girls? Oh, I have one. Nate Duncan, whoever the fuck you are, you're the dumbest basketball analysis I've ever heard. like seen any thought sport <laughs> in my life. Him out. <laughs> Who the fuck Absol- is Nate Duncan? Like, I don't know, but he's verified on Twitter at Nate Duncan NBA. You dunce! Like I'm he, guessing he's kissing Car- Kyrie's ass. <clears throat> no, absolutely nobody in the league believes Marcus Smart is as good a defensive player as Rudy Gobert. That's why Rudy is on a supermax, and Smart is making 19 mil a year. Also, Rudy Gobert. Well, since when is ma- contracts? Since when are contracts the litmus test for how good a player is? Like, guess what, guys? Andrew Wiggins, Gordon Hayward, they should be in the MVP conversation because they make more than Embiid and Jokic. <laughs> also, guys, 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 the best receiver, the second best receiver in football, Christian Kirk. Second yeah. best. He's yeah. better than Tyreek Hill. Easy. Oh yeah, better than Tyreek Hill. He's better than Devonte. He, oh, he's better than Devonte Smith, Devonte Adams. Like guys, like I think he's underpaid. I think he paid more than Devonte Adams. My, oh, the slant got himself. Mike Smith, Mike, Mike Thomas. Like, come on, we know how this goes. Oh my god, I love when they make that shit. Oh my god, like oh, this dude's on a fucking horrendous contract. No, also, he's Rudy, good. Also, Rudy Gobert like started the pandemic. So yeah, there it is. <laughs> you know, remember we licked all those microphones? Did you see Donovan Mitchell? Passes him the ball like twice a game. Yeah, they fucking hate each other, and it makes me so happy that they're still on the same fucking team. <laughs> well, yeah, God, Rudy Gobert's I, really good. He's on a supermax. Why would you trade him? Exactly. You can't. Oh god. NBA NBA contracts are a fucking joke. All right, we got a roll, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate our guest Parker Ainsworth of Midweek Grid Range and the FN Sports, and my good friend and host of the Tailgate and the Quad Podcast. Uh, they're on a hiatus, obviously, because it's college. Are you guys doing a college spring game episode or no? 
Uh, probably not. Probably not. All right. Well, they'll be back in August. We'll probably do an episode or two for their previews, obviously, which I'll be on the ACC preview as usual because, you know. As usual, it. all one time we've had it. <laughs> well, you're only one season in, motherfucker. What else are you going to do? <laughs> All right, you can find them at, at Tailgate Quad and also that at handsome quad devil tailgate. at Quad Tailgate. Wow, I can't believe I always fuck that up. And that handsome devil below me at Belly of Kev. You can follow this amazing girl next to me at Savdean on Sports for everything Bucks, Packers, and Buckeyes. You can also, if you really want to subject yourself to this, follow my depressing tweets at Belly of Jared. Except actually my teams are so my teams actually are actually good this year, except for fucking Arizona. Just just go jackhammer you away and let you float off to Mexico. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to the podcast. Shout out to our official sponsor geeks and our possible shooting sponsor because I'm gonna ha- hound them until they do candidates. Love this shit. <laughs> have a good have a good one, folks. Appreciate you stopping by. Live show Thursday. Appreciate you coming through. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.